Hi there. Welcome to the third edition of the Gizra Way podcast. Today we're going to be talking about our evolution as a distributed company. And I have with, with me today um, Aaron Novak, one of our senior developers who's based in uh, Hungary. And we have also our HR and operations director, Orit Garon, who's based in our headquarters in Tel Aviv, Israel. Welcome, guys. Hi, welcome. <laughs> Hi, welcome, everyone. Aaron, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you were doing before Gizra and how you came to the company? Oh, well, yeah, where to start exactly? So why not start uh, really back in the days when uh, I had the idea to submit a proposal to Google Summit of Code. And I guess this is one of my best choice that I have made during my university years. Long story short, the, the submission was accepted and I started a project with uh, Drupal. It was about creating a social network analyzer module and so on and so on. And all in all, I was contacted by Development Seed. It's a, it was a tiny uh, Drupal development shop based in Washington, D.C. And then I switched to Innovai, which is based in Switzerland, where I learned a lot. In both companies, I learned a lot about Drupal development, about management, about DevOps, which is one of the favorite areas of me these days, and so on and so on. Then I joined Isra. So this is the story in really in a nutshell. So you've been working in uh, remotely for your your entire development career? Almost exclusively. I have a friend of mine in Hungary, and we did some business together, which wasn't remote, but this is really the exception. Maybe I worked on site for him for like 10 days of my entire career. The rest is remote. Wow, amazing. Um, Orit, so, so tell us about your very different uh, experience with, with Gizra. I was working at uh, actually at Lufthansa, German Airlines, for a decade, 10 years, as a business uh, department reservation and ticketing specialist. Um, during my time there, I pretty much grew up there. So <laughs> I was, uh, I was uh, 20 years old and I got married and had a baby and then I had to choose uh, <laughs> whether to keep my full-time job or raising my kids. <laughs> so I didn't have the option to reduce um, my job to a part-time job and I had to quit. And I searched uh, online um, for job opportunities and I came across a... Um, LinkedIn job proposal, and I applied. <laughs> That's it. Just yesterday, we published a, a blog post, an amazing blog post that you did about, um, about the process of Gizra becoming distributed. And in our last podcast, we talked a little bit about um, the, the uniqueness of, of Gizra, and I, and I actually talked in, in that podcast, I alluded to this one not quite knowing that we were going to do it yet. I was the second remote employee of, uh, of 
Gizra at the time. If you kind of include, if you include international, like there were some, there were, were some remote or distributed employees in Israel. You, you explained that really well in your blog. So I've had this experience of, and, and it's actually the first time I've done any remote work. Um, I joined Gizra now over two, two years ago. Um, and until then I've worked in places where being present was really important. You know, you had to be in the in the hub of activity to be, you know, valued and to be a part of the team. So it was a big adjustment for me to be a remote employee. And I've worked in places where there are multiple offices. So like the time zone stuff and, and was was something that I was familiar with, but being an actual remote employee was new to me. And so when I read your blog post for the first time, I was like, wow, there's a totally different perspective of somebody who actually sits in the mothership and all of a sudden, all around them, people are distributing out, which is why I love the image that you provided for the, uh, for the thumbnail, for the blog post of the dandelion. Yeah, the dandelion. I thought yeah. it was brilliant. It was beautiful. So tell me a little bit about writing the article and uh, what, was, uh, what was interesting about it for you. Yeah. So I, I just recently thought about our journey of becoming distributed and I, it just hit me that it's been six months actually since we closed the, the office, our big office, uh, in order to move to a slimmer hub. And I think it's more than a year now since we uh, started this journey okay, with, uh, with the remote employees and... Uh, so I thought about uh, how how we began, how what we've been through uh, since we we started this transition, and I just wanted to share with uh, with with everyone what um, what was it like actually. And what for you was like? What was the challenge? Ah, uh, the, ch <laughs> the challenge was okay. Um, it was important for me to show our employees, local and remote, that they are not alone and I've been there as well. I wanted to share my, my emotions and I, I just didn't want them to, to feel uh, that they, they've been there alone. It, and it seemed to, like from an outsider's perspective, um, from from my point, it, it, and funny, it's funny that I want to say like the second or third day that um, that I was working with Gizra, I got in my inbox the uh, the fun day that you uh, that you had. I think you went to Jerusalem or something um, as a as a group. And so my background was in actually tourism in Israel. So like for me, it was fun to see all the pictures and people doing you know tourist stuff. And it seems like when we go to a distributed environment, that work is so much harder. And that work like that came so naturally to you um, is something that was uh, like a new challenge. Yeah, we, we thought about how to, to bring all, all of the employees together and wh what can we do? So we started, uh, okay, let's start uh, install Slack because that, that is the common, the common thing to do. 
uh, we've done some research and uh, we we figure out we we found out that most of the companies use slack so we started that uh, we were thinking about what what is the first thing you do when you start your your working day so that's saying hi that's greeting all the the, the, the employees all your your friends so we started by doing that and i i know that uh, there was a struggle at first because we didn't know who is working you know <laughs> it's kind of an amazing thing by the way like i i wake up after um after everybody does right so because everybody's in time zones ahead of me and i have like 12 13 14 good mornings and it's to greet me every day so i kind of i kind of really like that it's also like functionally speaking it's really brilliant because i know who's working and i know when they started working and i have a sense of like oh you know aaron started at 3 a.m my time it's probably his lunchtime right now. So it just sort of already sets the, the mood for understanding where, um, where everybody is. Yeah, it, it's, so, it's so natural. And um, I don't know, when, when we sat together, we, you just go to the, to the desk of whomever you wanted to talk to. So, but that, that really is brilliant. The, the, hi, I'm here. Yeah, it seems simple, right? It's, but it's like, it's <laughs> crucial, right? So Aaron, you had a chance to read the, um, read the post and coming from, coming from the perspective of someone who's always been distributed and, or remote, I should say, um, and part of a, a distributed network, what was it like for you to be a, a, an early pioneer in this uh, journey for Gizra? Over you asked uh, me about the blog post, and you know, Ori does an excellent job to like this. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Ori does an excellent job to um, spread the company culture even across the remote employees. It starts with the keys letters and all the small things, and it continues with this blog post. And when I quickly uh, skimmed it. I realized that um, she mentions uh, our Israeli trip that we made this spring in the blog posting. It's kind of, kind of a featured place, so it was really a warm feeling to see that. And you know, all, all, the, all the way how Israel um, prepared uh, for our visit in Israel, it was a short um, family trip this spring that we made and uh, the, this blog post talks a little bit about it and uh, it was really this was the first thing that came into my mind oh i can't believe that this uh, thing hits uh, in the company blog so this really shows how the company culture works in practice because uh, before Israel, i really thought that company culture is kind of a buzzword but here it's really really in practice so it's it's unbelievable and yeah, and even the thing that how uh, how the distributed company became much less distributed uh, when we were in Israel, when we gathered for lunch, and you know, it, it was I, I, <laughs> it was really amazing. All the great people of uh, Israel gathered from various places of Israel to be together on that occasion. So uh, that, that, that's, that's not something easy to explain and uh, express. 
but uh, but our trip was really amazing because of that and because of Israel is a really amazing country. So that that these are my ideas about the blog post and our trip and about uh, being distributed yet. Yeah. Actually, on my side, I cannot really imagine myself commuting to an office every day. Every time a friend of mine joins a company, I always ask about the office. And when they start to explain that they have a big open space, they never smile, that's for sure. So uh, that's not something pleasant at all but it's like cost efficient but even the time that is spent with the commuting and of course on one hand I, it's, it's a fact that in some ways remote working can be a little bit less efficient because of the communication and so on and so on but on the other hand i'm pretty sure that it's balanced by the fact that you have uh, you have your own comfortable environment which is not necessarily your home so when people ask me, do you work from home? No, I don't. I have a little office, but it's the, the office that I choose. It's not the choice of somebody else. So um, people often confuse, uh, confuse these two things, but it's absolutely not the same. You have the freedom. Uh, working from home is not a really freedom, <laughs> but uh, working remotely is freedom. So you have, you have your choice and you have your responsibility to to provide yourself a nice working environment. So when I started to look a new position just right before I joined ISRA, I hardly considered any kind of uh, on-site position. So about the challenges, honestly, I really did not experience too much of the struggling on ISRA side. Actually, my impression was that ISRA did an amazing job from the very beginning. Um, as a distributed company. Well, my very first impression was this newsletter thing. You know, when I was featured in the newsletter, oh, what a great feeling, whatever. This company has enough, like, uh, time to do such things. It's not, uh, not uh, like everywhere. And, and we have the Slack. We have, the, we have, like, meetings together. We have this donut concept, which is new and which is really awesome, and so on and so on. So, well, actually, this is the great news for the company that I guess uh, these uh, remote employees don't really uh, have the impression that this is a struggling and this is like a, a phase, a transition. It seems like a natural for people. And that's what I can uh, perceive. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you mentioned the uh, uh, the like first of all the Giz letter for those who don't know who don't, who aren't on our distribution list is our <laughs> internal um, newsletter about things that are going on. One of the things we one of the things I discovered actually early on is um, and Orit and I talk about this all the time. I have no idea what you know. I hear like things like Danelle and Magic <laughs> and stuff, and like I have no idea what these projects are. So it was actually an opportunity to both you know, share news about people to introduce new employees to the, um, to the wider group of employees, but also just to learn what we're working on. Because there's, we're, you know, we're a small company, but we're, we're not tiny. Um, and we definitely have projects that, you know, I'll never see or never touch. And, you know, Aaron will never see or never touch. And it's just good to know the kinds of things that we're, um, we're doing and that we're, 
we're good at. It helps us, you know, have a sense of corporate culture that, that goes not to just the people that make up the, the company, but the kind of really interesting work that we're doing um, across, across the company as well. It, and as you were talking, I was thinking about uh, David Hernandez, who just gave a talk at Drupal Camp Spain about what it's like to work in Gizra in this thing we call the, the Gizra way, and how that's a really um, sort of elusive uh, title. But he said something, I, I have a sneak preview because as Orit knows, like having just done a blog post, we, I get in on the editing process. So I have a sneak preview before this is out. And he, he talks a little bit about um, what you just said, Aaron, that there's like so many resources dedicated to the notion of keeping people um, together and understanding what people need. You know, he talked about Orit and Rachel's efforts to understand the needs of a, of a remote team. And that's like a big percentage of the, of the job that they, that they do. Um, in a company of only you know, 20 or so employees, that's actually a pretty significant dedication uh, of resources. And it's, it, it's funny, it, hears, it takes me hearing that and reading that to, to realize that because my perception is, you know, ah, we got to do better at this and ah, we've got to like, you know, learn from these mistakes and, you know, we've got to, you know, which is my version of the Easter way is lots of trying things, lots of failing at things and lots of getting better at things. And, uh, and I feel like the distribution process has, has been like that, but I think that we found some, um, some really successful things, which, Sort of gets me at my next question is what are like in terms of managing remote work um, what are some of the tools that you think help with that um, as much as anything we, we we talked a little bit about slack but are there other things that you either do or tools that you use that make remote work easier i personally like uh, the donut uh, bot because you know I, I'm every two weeks <laughs> I get a surprise. <laughs> so to, to explain to everybody a little bit what the donut bot is, because I'm not sure that's totally <laughs> obvious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it brings me donuts every day. I love it. I wish, I wish. No, no, no. So, so we recently use uh, we started using a Slack bot named Donut and it pairs uh, every couple of uh, months, a couple of weeks. Um, he pairs two, two teammates uh, for a coffee, online coffee, virtual coffee. And I, every two, two weeks, I, I get excited <laughs> on Mondays, specifically on Mondays. I, I, I always check my, my calendar and see, okay, wh who, what's next for me? Who am I getting a, for, for a nice chat? And it's really awesome. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It gives it gives you a chance to like have a no excuses conversation with somebody. Like it's not because you need to like, you know, I, I try to make a, a point of having small conversation with someone before we get to like whatever the business issue is that we're supposed to talk about. Um, but it's it's great to have an excuse to talk so, to somebody without a business issue right. at all. Like just to have the conversation. Yep, I'm, I'm, um, 
I, I hardly speak about work, you know, I'm, I just keep it personal. The, the funny thing about the, the, uh, the application is that it was at the very beginning, um, I think it was you or Rachel who was explaining it to me that like it has an algorithm and it understands who you don't talk to the most. And, and that my first pairing was with Liat. And <laughs> of all of the employees at Gisra, only one employee has actually been to my home in <laughs> Chicago and that's Liat. <laughs> That's so that was my that was my my first pairing. So we got a chance to to talk again and catch up after her amazing trip. She had a great trip with her family to the to the U.S. and they traveled all over the place. I got to see them right in the middle of it because um, Chicago's in the middle of the country, and it was uh, they were they were having a blast. Which you know, it, it's another product of the of the Slack channel because we have this um, what do you call Gizra on the go. It's where people post just stuff about their vacations or places that they've been. And I love it because it just gives me, you know, it's like people are sick of your family photos like on Facebook or on Twitter. So it gives me a place to like, you know, put my, put my family travels. And it was an opportunity. Like I saw that uh, Liat was going to be in the United States. She put a nice map of where she was going to go and invited her over. And she came with her whole family. It was fantastic. That's an awesome story. Erin, how is, uh, how is, what do you, what do you find to be your uh, favorite tool with remote work? So I could tell one or two fun stories about this uh, Donald bot, but instead of, I put my developer hat on and I can explain a little bit about that. So being distributed has a big benefit on the development journey day-to-day workflow because then if you would like to be efficient you can just follow like the open source collaboration best practices if you have a huge open space for all the developers they can easily communicate by like okay i go to that desk and i ask a question and i remember it for a day or two and i won't forget it and i can ask it ask somebody else and i gather the information in an undocumented way but when you are distributed you are forced to do like the open source projects. Okay, you have a GitHub repository, you have the issues properly documented, everything there, almost everything might be there. You open a pull request, the conversation happens just under the pull request. And then you would like to contribute to an open source project, this is the way to go. You won't call the other guy, <laughs> the maintainer, okay? Uh, should I do this or that? Hey, you, come. you just communicate uh, using the standard tools. And this is really amazing for me. Uh, we have time at Gizra to work on open source and I really don't feel the change. Okay, I know, of course, uh, contributing back is much more fun, but when I switch context and let's say I create a patch for OG, an organic group for Drupal 8, for instance, I do exactly the same. I work with issues, I work with requests, and why not even I can like uh, uh, track according to a time box, uh, just to show around how do we do with the Gizra way. So that's uh, one thing that, um, that's like um, a consequence of being distributing, which is really awesome. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to, to comment on that because I, I feel the same way. You know, what you spoke about is our is time boxing, which is something that's not unique to Gizra. We didn't invent time boxing, but I think we kind of take it to an extreme. 
Um, and when I first like heard about it, it was like a little radical to me that, you know, like I'm tomboxing everything that I'm doing. And, and I, I find that it's, it's, it does a lot of things for me. One, it helps me divide my time really well. You know, like I'm not doing a lot of um, code contribution and I'm not doing a lot of open source code contribution, but I am doing things like for the business development for the company that aren't measurable in, you know, billable time. Um, so it's really good to put those put a fence around those things and say I'm going to spend two hours on this or I'm going to spend you know three hours on this and be done and I would say and this is true both of development tasks that you know that I'll assign for a project or um, or business development or content creation tasks that I assign for myself I'm almost always wrong with the time box almost always and I started to get down on myself that that was like, you know, a, a deficiency in me. And then I realized that everybody's almost always wrong with the time box. And that's part of the process of time boxing is to understand that, first of all, the work is never done. You're never going to finish anything. And, and perfection in this case is the enemy of completion. And the idea that, that you can actually get better at that is is important like now i know with certain tasks i know how to to time box them better because i've been wrong at it so many times that i'll you know finally get a little bit closer to right um, in the next time and i think it really does it helps in my focus on the things that are important and in this particular case like it allows me to put time toward communication which is, I think, important and something that I struggle with because like I'm always, you know, trying to, I feel like I'm always trying to finish something and sometimes it's important to stop and to communicate out, you know, what you're, um, what you're doing and, you know, remind yourself that you're part of a team. So we've, uh, we've talked a little bit about the, about the, the successes. Um, Tell me a little bit about what you think um, you'd like to do better at um, in terms of Gizra's ongoing quest or ongoing journey in uh, being a, distrib a distributed company. Aaron, let's start with, with you. I can continue a little bit what you explained, like using time boxing uh, really at the extreme because time boxing development tasks seems to be really easy for me. And, but even that, um, sometimes you are not really strict because the project doesn't force you to do that and so on and so on. Uh, but uh, that, that, that's one area where I can imagine there is a place uh, for the improvement. For instance, our CTO, Amitai, uh, often puts like a track log of the time box into the issue comments. This is really lovely. And when I first spotted it, I just started to mimic it at my issue comments. But uh, slowly, I just uh, gave up on that. This is something I would really like to use. 
because it's a big help. We have an internally developed plugin to show like the total, but when it's a one-man show for an issue or for a pull request, this is a huge help for the account managers and, and also for myself. Okay, I can get the same information from the plugin, but just the habit forces me to put it more under control. This is like a, like a micro technique, but it helps a lot and it helps for everyone. What I personally want to accomplish is I want to be able to get to know better the, the employees. I mean, their personal life, uh, what, what they love, what they, they, they hate. Um, I don't know, just get to know the person. And I think that we are on the way, on our way, but I, I think we can do better. So good, everybody, um, you know, we're on this journey together and I hope that, uh, that our audience finds this interesting. I think from, from my perspective, one of the most interesting things about a conversation like this and about your blog post and about David Hernandez's blog post that's coming uh, either tomorrow or the next day is, um, is the sense that we all bring something different to the, to the table and we're all we all experience this this process of distribution in in a different way and one of the great things about gizra is that we all get a say in in how it happens and and that's uh that's a really lovely part of uh, working here so thank you guys thanks for uh joining me today and hopefully you'll come back next week and we'll talk about uh something uh you know something different yeah sure I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Is slowing down overseas underground. Wherever you look around, Lord, take me.